Did you guys know Patrick Stewart's first on-screen kiss was with Steve Railsback? All this and more on this episode of The Swearwolves. Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. Gentlemen. Yes. Uh-huh. Vampires do exist. Yeah, they do. They really do. I'm skeptical. My wife wants to become a vampire. Does she? She told me last night we were watching John Carpenter's Vampires and she says, I want to be a vampire. Meow. <laughs> and that's what I said. Yeah, there you go. And Your move, Brett. I Well, I'm trying. <laughs> that's what I'm going to get her for Mother's Day. <laughs> eternal life life everlasting you should pull a prank on her and like get mirrors that don't actually reflect anything and do those exist i don't know <laughs> those I are called windows <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> put a bunch of windows everywhere <laughs> replace all of the glass in her mirrors with windows actually no there would be a way to do it so you got to take an exact image of what the reflection would be and just and then a, don't a move picture and then frame it you frame it and and then you put it on a wall. There you go. And then you bring her into the room and you say, hey, honey, I, I got you a gift. I got you a mirror. And then it's just, yeah. And she goes to stand in front of it and she sees what's behind her. She don't see her. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. So just get, get her a picture. A picture. A picture <laughs> yeah. of what's behind her. You know what I mean? God, that would be impossible to do. Yeah, I know. But it would be funny. Uh, and then I put put me and like David said I wouldn't move. Yeah, you so put just, yeah you put you <laughs> in the image. Make sure you're wearing the same clothes. <laughs> yeah, have like a Felissa Rose mouth agape type uh, pose. And then like make sure she's wearing like um like a hat or sunglasses or something and just have those floating. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Very cool. Uh, this week we are going to talk about two vampire movies yeah. that are kind of not really like well known well one of them definitely i had never heard of um well I and the other one is like a lesser i think both of them are kind of under the radar yeah yeah i would agree yeah uh the first movie let's talk about is 1985's life force now this was directed by toby hooper mm-hmm. who was fresh off of Poltergeist, Poltergeist, right? Well, I guess well, he yeah, did a few years. Poltergeist eighty two. Yeah, it was yeah three years, two or two yeah. years probably. Well, I for guess the Texas, filmmaking. Did Texas Chainsaw Massacre two oh, come right. out? That's eighty six. Oh yeah, yeah okay. Think, yeah. So, so he had a three film deal with Canon Films. This was the first one. Ah. Okay. What were the other two? Uh, oh, invasion. Invader, from invaders Mars. from Mars. Invaders from Mars and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Invaders Parts. from Mars. Yeah. 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 I remember seeing that as a kid. I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I remember mm-hmm. seeing it. And yeah. Canon films. You got to love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Life Force was the movie that he directed. I don't know if it was 
the next movie he directed after Poltergeist, well, supposedly I think directed Poltergeist. I think so. Wasn't it, and Invaders from Mars was kind of like the faculty kind of thing, wasn't it? Was you like know the, what? I've never seen Invaders oh, okay. from Mars. I just remember it was kind of like a kid movie. It was like a PG-13 horror movie. That's not always if bad. I remember well, correctly. Life Force is not a PG-13 no. horror movie. It no. is not. It is There's not. a lot of boobies. Lots of boobies. <clears throat> Two in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the whole thing. Yes. All right, so let's discuss this movie. Let's discuss what it's about first. Now, had you ever seen it, Brett? I had never seen it. Dave, have you seen it? I've seen it, but it's been a very long time. Okay, and I own it. It felt like the first time. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to this. It feels like the first time. All right. (laughs) Very first time. Keep it going. What's the rest of it? I have no idea. Okay. Feels like the first time. Yeah, again. Back to the chorus. love. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to Paul. Who likes it when I say Shaka? <laughs> <laughs> um, we were at uh, uh, Alan and I went to uh, ZapCon this last weekend, and uh, we had brought a couple of games. ZapCon is a Phoenix area arcade and pinball um, convention, yeah. And we brought a couple of games, and one of our listeners, Paul, uh, the first night, Alan and I were playing some pinball, and uh, Paul came up, snuck up behind me, and he goes Shaka. Yeah. He did the same thing to me too. And it was a shocker. Shaka Kong. <laughs> um and then we started talking about Dudes of Mayhem, which is the name of the oh, band. Oh yeah, or the Dudes of Wrath. Dudes right? of Wrath, sorry. Dudes of Wrath. Yeah. And I said that you have it on vinyl now. I do. <laughs> I said in a drunken stupid, David ordered it on vinyl. I, I did. And when it arrived, I was like, what the hell is this? No, but I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> um anyway, we're not here to talk about Shaka. We're here to talk about Life Force. Life Force opens up. Um, you know, the uh, one thing that I'll say about Life Force is that we kind of get to the action right away. Like, we get yeah. to the point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, there's a space shuttle, uh, the Churchill, okay. which is on a mission, and they're coming. Uh, Haley's Comet right. yep. is coming, and for some reason, they're investigating Haley's Comet. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, they detect something in the tail of Haley's Comet. It's another ship. Yeah, and it's this huge ship. It's 150 miles long. An That's alien a, ship. B- well, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and so and this was 1985. So this was right around the time. Haley's Comet, I think, was... 86, 86. Right? So yeah. we had this movie. We also had uh, Night of the Comet that came out. So people were all up in arms because this, this comet it only comes around every 76 years. Yeah. Something like that. My understanding too was the studio originally wasn't going to be Haley's Comet, and I think they kind of I think pu- it was they the, kind of pushed for it. I think it was uh, asteroids or something like that. Yeah, or or just a generic comet. Or yeah, comets. they pushed for it probably because of the, the tie hype. In. Yeah, and I remember, yeah. um, you know, I'm old enough to remember when Haley's Comet came around. Yeah, and uh, and we were still in a space race with the Russians. No, not really. We oh, were yeah. in the Cold War. We weren't really in a space race. The no. space race was about. Going to the moon. Once we got to the moon, then the Russians were like, "Fuck it." Well, no, but we were. I think we were still trying to one up each other. (laughs) The Russians were like, "It was definitely a fuck." (laughs) Yeah. Niet, niet. They. uh, It it was still uh, the Cold War, and the Cold War was more about like nuclear Mm -hmm. weapons. So we were trying to establish like different space stations, possibly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But that was used for like the Star Wars space device that Reagan had come up with. Um, Anyway. Off of that, uh, the British government had partnered in this movie. The British government had partnered with the American NASA. Yeah. And uh, we had a bunch of people on a space shuttle that were investigating this uh, comet, Haley's Comet. And 
they see the spaceship and so they decide to go explore. Yeah. Like you do. And the American yeah. the American captain is Steve Railsback. Steve Railsback, yeah. who screams so much in this movie. Yeah. He's now at this screamer. point though, is it the British or is this the Americans? It's they're it's both together. A, it's both together. Yeah, okay. It's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a joint right. effort that's from that's both right. countries. And yep. you notice like when they exit the spaceship to go investigate, like the portal that they exit looks like a coffin. Yeah, it's oh, like a total like yeah. yeah, it's like the shape of a casket. I thought that was kind of yeah. foreshadowing. So they go into this space shuttle and they see floating or they go into this spaceship, this alien spacecraft, and they see floating like weightless yeah. in there a There's... bunch of like large what appeared to be vampire bats. Yeah, yeah. big bats. And yeah. they're like um they're like they're dead. Yeah. And they're they they grab one of the fingers on one. And they're like big. Yeah. They're like probably 10 feet. They're pretty big. Maybe yeah. bigger. Maybe even bigger. And they yeah. grab one of the fingers and it just breaks, breaks off. It falls off. apart into ash, basically. Yeah. It's yeah. like crispy bacon. They're, yeah. They're calcified or something. Yeah, they say something about them. But, uh, <clears throat> and so they continue to explore. And then all of a sudden, the, the ship starts moving. Mm-hmm. And the guy back on the uh, space shuttle, who's talking to the four investigators who are out there, is like, it, the best I can describe it is it looks like an umbrella opening. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. It looks like this giant umbrella opening. and uh, But they're back on the ship, and Railsback's like, we're going to continue to explore. We're going to go this way. And so they, pff, pff, themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kind of propel themselves yeah. with a little jetpacks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very, very cheesy effects. Um, <laughs> well, they're dated. Very. Yeah. Very dated. In fact, in my notes, I I thought some of those effects were like early 60s, like Fantastic Voyage type Exactly. Uh, they were, very, effects. They yeah. were very cheaply made. I yeah. mean, because we're talking about... Uh, the movie Alien, which has a similar opening plot line. Yeah, very similar. Uh, 1979. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. Budget-wise, I don't think this was a large budget movie. No. Uh, it was $25 million. Well, $25 million? What the hell were they yes. doing? What did they spend it on? Rails back? <laughs> <laughs> well. They had to pay that chick to be topless the entire movie. Say, yeah. Melinda May? Was that her no, name? Matilda. Matilda, Matilda May. Yeah. So uh, they go into this other chamber, and there's these three coffins, coffins, yeah. like uh, glass coffins. Chamber. That chamber is interesting. It looks like a Superman's crystal lair kind of thing mixed with, and then the the chambers themselves look like uh, like every elevator from the 1980s. Yeah, like yeah. a glass elevator. Yeah, it's like Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been a while since I've seen the Superman movies, but maybe they were borrowed because uh, Canon Films did Superman two or three. Yeah, oh, really? It was definitely yeah. a similar look. So I noticed on the walls surrounding it looked like uh, like pods, pods on the walls, and uh, it made me think like, were those other were there other creatures inside the wall? They never really addressed that, I and I they, don't think there were. I thought there were dead ones. I think that was the vampire. Oh rats. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember, but the focus was definitely on on the three. There are three individuals: two male, one female. Right. Um, all naked. Yeah. Yeah, but the males are cleverly uh, covered up. Yeah, and blurred. I think. Uh, yeah. I think one of them, like you could have seen his cock and balls. Yeah, but uh, blurred yeah, it out. And balls. Yeah, um, but uh, definitely the main focus here was Matilda May, who plays uh, the female, yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of alien, I guess, humanoid alien. Yeah. So Railsback, whose whose name is Colonel, it is uh, Carlson. Carlson. Carlson, yeah. He like become he's like looking at her. He's infatuated. Infatuated. Yeah, and they decide they're pulling. They're gonna pull. He's gonna. We're gonna yeah. take these three. Yeah. And the dead uh, 
vampire bat whose finger we broke off. Yeah. Then we're going to yeah, pull why back. I, why didn't they take one of the cleaner specimens? Like, <laughs> they took the damaged one. I was yeah. like, I would have grabbed they, one of the other bats. They, they, they identified bad. them as human. Yeah, human. At first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they pull them all into their ship, and then we cut. We cut. We right. cut from there. Right. Now we're back. Uh, we're in uh, London, and uh, the Churchill is, is coming back mm-hmm. into orbit. But something's going wrong. Something's wrong. There's no contact. That yeah, they've lost made. communication. Yeah. Yep. And so they have to send up another space shuttle. Yeah. Uh, an American space shuttle to intercept it, basically. And so they send this American space shuttle up and uh, they link to the Churchill. Because it's like 30 days later, I think is yeah. what it says. And they link to it and they go aboard the Churchill and it's been burned. Yeah. Everything's destroyed. The, the crew is destroyed. Yeah. The There's, dead crew looks pretty cool. There are no survivors. They're crispy critters. Crispy. However, there are survivors, I guess you could say, because the three naked yeah. people or so it seems. in the coffins are still intact. Intact. Yeah. Still naked also. Yeah. Still naked, still in their coffins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they bring them back to uh, London. Yeah. So at this point, it's a mystery as to what happened on the ship. The bottom line is the crew did not survive and Carlson's missing. Well, they don't know that Carlson's missing because they... Well, no, but we know Carlson. Well, no, I'm saying we know Carlson's missing. The escape missing. pod had been... Yeah. Like, the escape pod fired, had been right. fired, but they didn't know... If anyone was on it. If anyone yeah. was on it because they couldn't identify right. all the bodies because right. they had been so burnt. Yeah. But, yeah. but we know Carlson's missing. And so they bring these bodies that are still intact back to a uh, research center in London. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where the movie introduces us to Dr. Hans, played by Frank Finley. Uh, what's Hans' last name? I didn't write it down. Gruber. Gruber. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm going to call him Dr. Hans. I didn't even write his first name down, and so then, you got a leg up on me. I didn't even write doctor down. And yeah. then Michael <laughs> Gattard, who plays Dr. But, but he it was a CPA. <laughs> Bukowski. Bukow, Bukowski. Bukowski. Okay. So these these two doctors they're overseeing uh, this research center where they're holding these bodies. Yeah, and I think it's at this point in the movie where they discover that escape pod has uh, has rails back come in. back to Earth and and it's in Texas. Yeah, it comes back. It lands like it in, lands in Corpus Texas. Christi. Or yeah, he wanted some barbecue or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Houston. So okay. it's it's really small escape pod. Looks uncomfortable. Well, it's like what they used back then. Yeah. you know, like uh, at the beginning of I Dream of Genie. Yeah, yeah. So the rails, master. I'm gonna take a drink. Keep going. Uh, da, da, da. I, I can go forever. Um, yeah, well, okay. So it's also here in London yeah. where they have the coffin opens, the glass coffin of the woman just magically opens. Right. Like they and they're, know. and they're being guarded too. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't move. Like no, she's, she's still not, naked though. Yeah. <laughs> she's still naked. <laughs> uh, very naked throughout the entire movie. But, um, there's a guard who goes in there and he's like drawn to her. Yeah. And then all of a sudden her eyes open mm-hmm. and she sits up and she like, Looks at him with these mysterious, like vampire, like we don't know that they're vampires we don't know right now. But um, anyway, she she sucks him into her, like almost literally, because then yeah. she sucks the life out of him. Yeah, it's like a lightning. You know, like at first, I didn't know what was going on. I thought she was like shooting lightning into him, and she's then later, just very statically you know, charged. There's something else going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, I have but- been rubbing a balloon against my hair <laughs> for thousands of years. Uh, but uh, 
she sucks the life out of him yep. In, yep. in a sense because then another doctor comes down. He sees it all on a monitor. Yeah. This, I thought this was funny, by the way. <laughs> I think we're going <laughs> to. So the doctor, I don't know if this is Dr. Hans or whoever it was, but he's watching it on a monitor and he's like, oh, shit. And so he runs and he has to run through like 18 doors. That's so many doors. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets there. And when he gets there, she starts kissing on him, too. Uh, and then another guy sees this happening on a monitor and he, and he has, has to, to run, run the doors. all the yeah. doors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Runs down lots and lots of doors. Oh, there's so many fucking so many doors, doors. <laughs> and, and each doorway is like five feet from the next door. Yeah, like all these like little airlocks. There's basically. not this many doors in a door selling store. Yeah. <laughs> door selling store. <laughs> like Home Depot door section. They couldn't invest like invest in some of those little wedges that you put under a door to yeah. just keep them all open, yeah. or like automatically open doors. Yeah, Come seems on. to be a very elaborate research center. It for is. Sure. Um, but okay, so the doctor gets there and he sees this this body and he like puts his hand on the shoulder and it turns around and the guy's like mummified and yeah. he's all yeah. Yeah, he's pretty cool looking. and he and he falls down. Yeah. Then the chick's there and she starts kissing on him. Um, she doesn't suck all the life out of him though. Um, another group of scientists and guards come down. These are guards yeah. and she's gone, and they're like, "She's naked. We got to be able to capture her." Yeah. Well, she proceeds to escape the facility just by walking out and then like fucking with a couple of guys on her way out. And then she's she's gone. She's gone. She gets out rather easily. Yeah. So I think it's at this point in the movie where, where we realize this isn't your traditional vampire movie. Nor your traditional security guards. No, yeah. you, they look like John Belushi and Bob Costas <laughs> yeah. a little bit. And British. Yeah. They're like Benny Hill. Benny Hill. Yakety Sax is playing in the background. <laughs> um, yeah, so. <laughs> They're going through lots and lots of doors trying to find the <laughs> naked like girl. Scooby Doo. <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> Hello, I don't know where she is right now. <laughs> Let's see who oh, this Michael girl Caine. really is. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you about Michael acting. Caine could have been in this movie. He should he have been. been. He should yeah. have played Caine. Yeah. There you go. Um, so she escapes, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Meanwhile, Railsback is back, and he's got a shave. Yeah. They bring him back to London. They put him under hypnosis to see what happened on that ship. <laughs> Yeah, but before they put him under hypnosis, one of the other doctors was like, "Oh no, no, no! He's exhausted. Let him have a, let him have this night to rest." Yeah. And I thought that was funny because like they do something later on in the movie. They're like, "Oh, we need to interrogate this person." Like, oh no, he's he's exhausted. Like yeah. one guy's very concerned about people getting <laughs> their, their their fucking rims. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they hypnotize him, and he starts spazzing out. Yeah, and he appears to have a psychic link to to uh, the female vampire. Yeah, he basically tells about how. On the ship, one of the dudes went crazy and started destroying the computers. And then he woke up one day and everybody was dead. And this is all told via flashback. So we yeah. get to see yeah. it. And he's telling the story and he's like, everybody was dead. And I said, this. I don't want this to land on Earth. I'm going to ignite this bitch. Yeah, he tried to set it on fire. And... Uh, yeah, he does set it on fire, and he gets in the escape pod. Because he wanted to blow the ship up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he didn't want whatever was happening to his crew. To get to Earth. To get to Earth. Right. Um, so that's what we find out. And then we find out, like you said, he has the psychic connection to her, and he can yeah. see... This is a this is a theme between the two movies, by the way, uh, that we're reviewing today. But um, he can see like where she is right. and from her right. point of view. And he sees that she's in a different body now. Yeah. Okay. She's got clothes. And she's got clothes. Yeah. And well, as a different person. As a different person. As a different yeah. person. Yeah. And she's like seducing some dude um, on the side of the road. And so yeah. he gets the license plate number. He finds 
he says her license plate number and who the chick is and who the guy she's with is. Yeah. And they end up finding this woman and she's a nurse at the like sanitarium for the yeah. criminally insane like a psych hospital or psych. Yeah. Ward. Yeah. And so everybody goes there. These guys are all over the place too. These guys go everywhere. Yeah. yeah. They're like, and they're talking to the prime minister. The prime yeah. minister is involved in on this, but they're like, oh, we got to go here. Boom. They're there. Yeah, we got to go here. There's no travel time. The prime, <laughs> yeah. the prime minister was played by Aubrey Morris. That's the same guy that was in Bordello of Blood. The door, oh the yeah, doorman. the guy that uh, oh, worked okay. at the—he's a legendary British actor. Funeral home, oh, yeah, okay. that's that's the same actor. And for what a big national and world security issue this is! How oh, come there absolutely. aren't tons of people involved? Like, why isn't like the the military like assembling and screaming? Well, well, we're British. Well, here's and the thing: we have to do it our way. Yeah, well, they got to <laughs> do it very discreetly for national security. Yeah. So you have you have Colin. you see how the discreet they were with Harry and Meghan's baby just being born. <laughs> That's <right>? true. <laughs> Little baby Archie. Yeah, we got. This I like giant, that name, by yeah. the way. The, people, <laughs> people were bagging on that kid's name. Archie. They, they named Archie. him Archie. I love it. It's not a bad name. Not bad. No, it's not Archibald. It's yeah. Archie. Archie. That's fun. Hello, my name is Archie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's all cockney when he comes out. He's not yeah. sophisticated oh, at oi. all. Oi! <laughs> Where's me milk? Where's me milk? <laughs> Where's me milk, mommy? <laughs> At me suck on them teats. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Ain't> governor. <laughs> God, British people hate me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I love I love the Brits. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I do. If I, I could too. live another country, I'd probably live in England. Oh, and I've never been there. All the best music is from England. And and I could go see like soccer matches, but I'd call it football. Call it the, f- the footy. I'd eat, uh, yeah, watch some footy. Fish and chips. I, yeah, french mm. fries, but I'd call them chips. Go chips. to the pub. Yeah, go to a pub and get go a to pint. university. Yeah, go it's to not university. a bad idea. And then, like, I would everything would be in metric. Yes, I'd talk about kilometers, kilometers. <laughs> fucking stones. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm a, I'm a stone do heavy these days. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, more than a stone, there, mate. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Hold up two Oi. fingers <laughs> instead of the middle finger. Yes. Just hold up the two fingers. Yeah, I'd love it. <clears throat> Call people wankers. Yeah. Wankers. And I think you can say cunt over there. You can. You can. Yeah, and yeah. say shite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or a shite. I think cunt over there, are? over there, bloody is the equivalent of, of fucking. Mm. You know, bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's sometimes here, bloody hell. is the equivalent of fucking. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. There's that. <laughs> well, that's obvious. It's so mm-hmm. gross. I can't believe you said that, David. Um, <laughs> okay. So. Where were we? Well, in the meantime, so the, they're traveling the, everywhere. Yeah, and the umbrella witch broom spaceship thing is getting closer to Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the umbrella witch broom spaceship. <laughs> yeah, and the Earthlings are like, it's 150 miles long. Do you know that's a long fucking a, spaceship? Yeah, yeah. Everybody in the world would see this spaceship in the sky. Oh yeah, 150 miles. Like how? Well, and that's why I was saying, like, I think the point of like discretion has passed. Like, all right, time to panic. Yeah, yeah. This thing's we need to close. press the panic button. So Colonel, anyway, Colonel Kane and oh, Carlson they, go to the sanitarium yeah. and the doctor there is played by Jean-Luc Picard himself. Yeah. Patrick Stewart. Uh, yeah. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. And uh, Patrick Stewart's like, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> and so they go up and visit the nurse and, and uh, Railsback slaps her around a little bit. He, he smacks her around real oh, good. Yeah. And he's like, she wants it. She wants to be violated. Yeah. Or yeah. Whatever. But she's it, a masochist. <laughs> it turns out there's a bit of deception. There is, because although part of the yeah, while he's smacking around, isn't Kane watching? And he's like, kind of like, oh, I'm oh a he says he's a voyeur. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I don't mind. I'm a I voyeur. I like this. Yeah. Uh, they uh, 
they, he smacks this chick around. He's like looking in her eyes. He's like, leave me alone. Like he's also sweaty this entire time. Yeah. He's like fucking. <laughs> yeah, he like rips off her robe and kisses her. Yeah. And there's a little part of the vampire in her, but she's not all in there. She's not there. And he's like, she's moved on to a different body. I can tell. I can see yeah. into her soul. And so they're like, oh, she moved on. And they say to like some weirdo fucking the last patient she was with. Right. And so they get uh, Jean-Luc Picard to fucking take them to that guy. And they have this. Um, like a serum or something. Right? Yeah. Or something like to knock them out. Tranquilizer. Tranquilizer. Thank you. And they're going to give it to. The psycho. Yeah. But at the last minute. They give it to Picard. They give it to Picard. And he's like, number one, number two. <laughs> and he goes down. And they put him in a wheelchair. Yeah. And it's very Charles Xavier. <laughs> I love yeah. it too. Because they realized that he was trying to pull the wool over their eyes because she's inside of him. Yep. And then you get this weird scene where Railsback is like screaming at Picard because they put him under like hypnosis or something. And he's like screaming at him. And I think what Railsback is trying to do is trying to detract her from... From uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, he's trying to like get her out. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Doctor Armstrong. Doctor Xavier Armstrong. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Charles Xavier <laughs> Armstrong Picard, <laughs> the second. Um, so they, he's like yelling, and then he gets closer and closer. And these, I was like, they're gonna kiss. They make out. Yeah, because wow. she's flashing back and forth between uh, Matilda May and uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Matilda May, Patrick Stewart, and uh, Rails back. Plants one right on Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Professor Six. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> um, and the sex men. <laughs> yeah. You know that exists. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's got to be a porn. Oh, I'm sure. Let's the, review it. The uncanny sex men. <laughs> Let's review it. You know it's out there. Let's review it. If it's not out there, it should be. Yeah. Let's you see, what could you do? The Beast? Cyclops seems... Uh, dong. I'll do some research. <laughs> Cyclops. <laughs> One eye there. Toad, but you call him Chode. Chode. <laughs> um, okay. So, But anyway, I think at this time we also find out that the victims are incapable of jumping bodies, right? Only the three? I guess so. We also didn't talk about the fact that... Uh, that one of the guys who the the first guy she kisses and takes the life force out of, he actually comes back two hours later. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he sucks the life force out of someone else and yeah. becomes back to human. Yeah. yeah, there's like a two hour delay. And it's like this constant two hour thing. So every two hours he needs to feed. Well, just like a vampire. Yeah. 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 And they need to feed instead of on blood. There's like an incubation period and then the life force. Life force. It's like that diet where instead of eating like three big meals a day, you eat several small meals throughout the day. You break it down. It's like an Atkins thing or something. It's definitely, I don't know if it's an Atkins thing, but it's like uh, you're grazing. I didn't see them eat any bread, so. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Just life force. And I don't know how many carbs are in that. Um, Well, you know, humans, carbon-based life forms, so. A lot of carbs. Protein rich, I would think. <laughs> um, okay, so they bring Dr. Armstrong Patrick Stewart on a helicopter. And I love this scene. Yeah. Also, uh the other dude that they're with, like the 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 I don't know if he's like the mayor. The equivalent well, the prime, of I think like, he's a prime minister, isn't he? No, he's not no? the prime minister, no? but he's like one of those types of guys. Yeah. I yeah. say mayor because that's the American. Some sort me. of diplomat. Yeah. And he got his neck broken. Yeah, and so they're both laying there, 
uh, unconscious, one dead. Patrick Stewart's unconscious, and they're laying there. And then all of a sudden, like blood starts seeping out of their eyes, their nose, their mouth, and it just like, and it's yeah. going upwards, and yeah. it forms the chick. It's such a cool scene. It's gross. Yeah, but it's <laughs> awesome. The it effects cool. were very 1985, but I did like those effects. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, some of the effects in the movie are pretty pedestrian, They're dated. Yeah. Um, and, and even more dated than 85, but this was pretty good. Like, I, yeah. I did like that. It reminded me a lot of the poltergeist uh, effect where the guy rips off his face. Yeah. Um, like, it was the same type of head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so all their blood comes out, and it forms into the chick, and she talks to Rails back, and then she, like, just disappears into a puddle of blood, which is the name of my favorite band. Puddle of Blood. <laughs> puddle of parody blood. band of <laughs> 90s grunge. Um, so... Uh, they're like flying around. They go to see the prime minister now. And the prime mm. minister's like, where's that other fellow? And they're like, well, he broke his neck. And he's like, oh. And he's all sweaty. Oh, bother. And, like, and he's like, Barbara, could you come over here, please? <laughs> and they go into another room. And uh, Railsback looks in. And he sees he's sucking the life force. So I like what those guys do. They just fucking turn around. And they just head out. Yeah. See ya. They're just like, I'm out of here. Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, the two naked dude vampires... They thought they were dead, but they weren't dead. They had switched their life force into some other bodies before mm-hmm. they died. And they're running amok. Yeah. Now, London becomes a fucking zombie movie. Yeah. yeah and the whole city's burning. And yeah. yeah, there's zombies, vampire zombies running all over the there's, streets. Yeah, there's chaos it's in the chaos, streets. And yeah. they're, they're yeah. quarantining everybody. Yeah. And uh, what's, what's the one doctor's name? Which one? The... Um, Kane? So, so yeah, Kane. He's, Kane was the one along with Carlson investigating. Yeah, so Kane is like outside of the quarantine area. Yeah, Carlson, who's who's Steve Rails back. He goes and he's trying to find the Queen Bee, I guess, if you will. And then there's that other doctor, Doctor Hans. He had the gray hair, right? Doctor Hans. Yep. And so Kane goes to see Doctor Hans, and Doctor Hans has been infected. Yeah, yeah. Something but Doctor Hans has said that if you stab him in there. In their below their heart, two inches below yeah. the heart, uh, they'll die. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, Kane does that to Hans, and Hans says something. What does he say when he gets killed? He's oh, like, I can't remember. he's like, I guess it's my time then, or something, <laughs> like, that. something <laughs> like that. And then he's yeah. like, he he dies. Yeah. So um, Kane's like, fuck this, I gotta go save Carlson. I gotta go help him out. Yeah, and by this point, Carlson has also confessed that he was the one that actually let her out. Uh, and he was the one who and he was destroyed the, one that destroyed the, the yep. yeah because he does also say that he didn't want the ship to find its way back to yeah earth um but he uh failed yeah <laughs> yeah yeah miserably he's very conflicted but he's very in love and yeah. he even says that he's infatuated so in love that it's a love that you'd never feel before yeah or ever again yeah, because we find out that like when she like kissed him or whatever, looked he, at him even. Yeah, 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 and he got a little bit of her in him, and vice versa. Yeah, but she wants her part back. Yeah, um, another element of of vampires. Yeah. yeah. So ultimately, what happens is Kane comes upon Carlson. Carlson and the and the chick are naked in an embrace. Yeah, they're in a cathedral, and they're like. Standing there, and there's this big giant life force of all the bodies, yeah, all the souls, and she's yeah. she's transmitting it back to the ship, transmitting it back yep. to the ship. Right. And they do this from planet to planet, and they've yeah. come to Earth before, yeah, and uh, probably every seventy six years, right, with Haley's comet. As they're doing that, 
uh, Kane like throws this scepter or this dagger, yeah, this large yeah. dagger Huge to uh, Kane, and Kane realizes what he's got to do, yeah. and he takes it and he plunges it in the chick's back, which then goes through her stomach, which goes through his stomach and his back. Well, I think Carlson impales themselves; they're embraced. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, yeah Kane yeah. throws it to Carlson. Yeah, he throws Carlson it to, oh, catches yeah, yeah. it. Is that what I said? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I apologize. Kane throws it to Carlson. Carlson kills both yeah. of them. Yeah, and they blow up. <clears throat> and they die. I don't know. Do they die? No, no, no. They they like float up to the they ship absor- together. They absorb into the ship. They die. <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> no, like yeah, they're like embracing still. And they float up to the ship because I was very confused. I was like, wait, wait what? I think what? at this point, Why did maybe, that happen? They uh, die. I, no, I think you don't Carl's, think they died. I think Carlson became. Do they become one? I think they maybe became one or something like that. They absorb. I don't know. You Whatever. Know. It's the end. Yeah, it's it's the end. <laughs> all the all the zombie people are dead too yeah. then at this point right yeah because yeah. that kills them okay maybe they kill themselves maybe they don't but that kills all the zombies and you know london's just a shithole full of dead bodies at <laughs> to this, this point. day yeah to this day <laughs> sorry london well what did you guys think all right you can go you can go first go sure yeah um be honest I, I didn't like this movie you didn't okay no um, there was parts that I thought were okay, but I thought it was a little all over the place. I thought there was a little, it was, there wasn't enough for me. There wasn't enough setup. There wasn't enough, there wasn't enough of something. It needed more. I thought the story was good. Mm-hmm. I I give props to, I don't know who wrote this, but I give props. Dan O'Bannon. The same guy that wrote Alien. Okay, I give props to this. Really? Yeah. I thought the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I give props to the story. I think the story is cool. Yeah. I think there could have been more exploration in the story. I think there was a lot of characters, if that makes sense, to pay attention to. There was a lot of chaos going on all the time. There was Carlson and Kane and this other doctor. And then this guy gets his life sucked out of him. And then he comes back to life and then he does this and da da da. And there's the two vampire dudes. I think this is a movie. And I've said this before. This is a movie that's primed to be remade. And I think you could remake it now. And you could explore it a little bit better, have a little bit better writing and character development mm-hmm. and make it that much better. Let me ask you something. Which cut did you see? There's two cuts. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I saw whatever one I got. The one on I iTunes. saw was about two hours. Yeah, it was about two hours. Okay. Um, so that being said, uh, I rated it two heads. Two. Out of five. Ouch. Um, well. Okay. I mean, there's, there's one's. Uh, that I've rated below that. Mm. There's ones, obviously, that I've rated above that. Mm. I don't think this is a movie that you necessarily have to watch. If you're a fan of vampires and science fiction, maybe you want to watch this. Um, But after reviewing Aliens like we did uh, two weeks ago, um, which was a five-headed movie, (laughs) because that movie was perfect, to watch a movie like this is just like... It's it was not disappointing because I had no expectations, but I just I didn't really like it. Mm. All right, I give it two and a half. Two and a half. Um, I kind of echo a lot of Brett's sentiments. Um, the movie was 
to Brett's point, all over the place. It starts out as like a sci-fi movie, and then it kind of becomes a vampire movie, and then it becomes kind of a zombie movie, and then the ending. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> like when, the, when it was over, I was like, "What? They are they alive? Are they dead?" And then I did. And the sad part was, I didn't really care. Uh, either way, I was like, "Man, mm. yeah, um, you don't care about any of the characters." That's yeah. what I'm saying. There's not a lot of character development. There's good, and then the acting's kind of all over the place. Some of the actors, I think, do a really good job. Some of it's really bad. Um, some of the who specifically? I'm the, curious. Some of the effects, like Railsback, does a good job, but like some of like the secondary scientists. Really? But even Railsback is like, like I said, he's screaming. Yeah, he's just like. The guy that played Kane, I thought he was okay. He was good. Um, but then another thing that, and this is going to sound weird, um, complaining about nudity. Um, I thought the, the chick walking around naked all the time was a bit gratuitous. Yeah, whereas like Toby Hooper's a better filmmaker. Uh, the, like I just felt like it felt a little cheap. Like cheap. Like and, you're going in to like try to get dudes who want to see naked chicks and like you know a little bit of TNA whatever. But like I thought it was a bit over the top. I was like, all right, somebody get that girl a robe or something. And wow. we're talking. And this about- is coming from fans of slasher flicks where there's a lot of TNA. <laughs> there is. But here's here's the other thing. I'm also a fan of Toby Hooper in the sense of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 and 2. Okay. And what he did with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one, was so much better with so much less. You gave him $25 million and this is what he produces? Yeah. Um, I will say also this. We forgot. John Larroquette does the narration oh, yeah, at the beginning right. of Life Force, just like, yep. just like in Texas Chainsaw yep. Massacre, which was kind of cool. But don't get me wrong, Alan. I did not dislike the movie. I was just like, when it was over, I was like, eh. I mean, I would watch it again, mm. but uh, would I buy it? Eh, probably not. No. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I own this movie, I, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay. Let me start with the production. First of all, there's two cuts. There's a U.S. cut released by TriStar. They cut out a lot of the intro as what you would call character development. It was more focused on the crew on the ship and it uh, you know, gave an introduction uh, to that crew. Uh, also, uh, a lot of the score was cut out in, this, in the US cut as well. The international release is the superior cut. Uh, that was Toby Hooper's vision. Um, from what I've read and researched on this film, Toby Hooper was very, very uh, driven, very focused uh, to uh, get this, to get his vision across, basically. Hey, real uh, quick, can I cut in on something? Sure. Just because you mentioned the music. Um, that's something I should have mentioned that I really, actually really liked about the movie. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Henry Mancini did the score, the guy that did the Pink Panther. Right. Um, and the music was, was cool. In the U.S. cut, you hear very little of Mancini. They cut out a lot of his and was replaced by Michael Kamen. The only time you hear Mancini is in the uh, the ending, the ending credits. Uh, but if you watch the international cut, Mancini's score is heard throughout. Uh, it's a phenomenal score. It's regarded as one of one of the really great uh, symphonic horror or symphonic scores for a horror sci-fi film. Uh, so it's Mancini, the London Symphony Orchestra. That had to be the cut that I saw because I was could it hear a lot of Mancini in it. A lot of Mancini. Yeah. Okay. Because the U.S. cut had a lot of Michael Kamen. It was a little bit darker sounding. Yeah. Whereas Mancini is more triumphant sounding. Um, I'm gonna go straight to the set pieces, the effects. Of course, some of the effects are dated, but I really enjoyed them. Uh, I love the use of miniature set pieces in any movie. Uh, even going back to Alfred Hitchcock, he used a lot of miniature set pieces as well. I love that aspect of it. The acting. 
I thought the acting was phenomenal. These are veteran British actors. And of course you have rails back, uh, the American captain, um, you have Peter, Peter Firth, Frank Finley, Michael Gathard, Patrick Stewart, Aubrey Morris, all veteran actors, all played their characters with conviction. Um, I really bought into their characters. The only thing I will say is, uh, I think you guys brought this up. If, uh, you know, maybe a little more focus on those supporting characters. Um, I would have liked to see more scenes with the vampires. Um, outside of that, that didn't bother me too much. Like I said, the visual, the practical effects, puppets were used as well. Um, I love how they destroyed the set pieces at the end when, with the chaos in London. Um, and, and Dave, to your point, it did go from an alien movie to a vampire movie to a zombie movie. Um, there was a little bit of, you know, fantasy, even a little bit of romance too, mm -hmm. but I was okay with it. And I thought the, uh, the frontal female nudity was, I thought it was done in taste. I didn't think it was anything too, um, overly, you Tasteful know, bush. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't done in a sleazy way. It, I thought it was done tastefully, you know? <laughs> I, I didn't think if it that's was, the case. And don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm glad that we didn't see wieners in this movie. But if it was tasteful and if it was if it was there was equity, well, there would have been both. Well, it's 1985. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't see a but lot of I, wieners. I didn't. I didn't think it was. Yeah, and done, I'm fine with that. <laughs> her character was very powerful. It was a very powerful lead character. What I want to know is, yeah. At one point, she says to them or to somebody, she's like, or she says this to Carlson. She says, "We took the form." Of what you imagined. Mm. So who she, was imagining those two naked dudes? <laughs> who on that crew? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I take it they, they look different to each person. You look and you see what you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And, and Matilda May gave a fantastic performance. I think that was her first film. So maybe this is a progressive and, film after and all. And she, she is, uh, I can't remember what country she's French. from. She's French. She's French. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and, you know, I don't think she, she spoke English, right? What, yeah. What little dialogue she had, I think she pulled it off. I think she you, gave, was she even, was that even her voice that we were hearing though? Or yeah, did they overdub was, her? I believe it was. Uh, cause they kind she, of mix in low and high she frequencies. Spoke, she spoke very little English. I know that. Yeah. But. So she, I, she did fine. Listen, yeah. she was fine. She, she was yeah. not a problem. You know, to your point, Alan, the nudity, I didn't really have too much of a problem. I didn't with have a that. problem with it. Yeah. I, I thought. I thought every I didn't time have you a problem with it in the moment, like but when it was over, I was like, yeah, it's a bit over the top. It, she was naked all the time, um, which, okay, maybe that's a choice. But did you think that there needed to be, and I know you talked about this uh, with the Toby Hooper's cut or whatever, but didn't you think like maybe more focus on two or three of the characters? That's what I said. No, like, that's more that's, in depth. No, that's what I said a few minutes okay. ago. If only yeah, more focus went to supporting characters because no, you're, you're yeah. introduced to characters, but then they got killed off. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, I would have liked to seen more maybe backstory behind Kane sure. or more of more into sure. him. And that's, and that's totally fine. Cause yeah, almost but, Carlson is a secondary character. Mm -hmm. Like even though he's the main yep. guy, yeah, the yeah. main character is Kane. Yeah. Kane. Yeah. yeah. Kane appeared more as the sidekick and he's but, the main character, but Carlson was flawed. So yeah, Kane appeared to be more as, as the main character. Yeah. But, uh, what, what we did see from these characters, I thought these actors gave fantastic performances. All right. What do you rate it? I gave it four. Four. All right. So we got four plus two plus two and a half. That's eight and a half. Divide that by three. And eh, it's about 2.75, 2.83, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, average. But uh, Alan really likes this movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think it has something for everyone. I really do. You know, it has a well, lot. It's of, got a lot of things. It's <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's I, th- I think it's on. one of those, except uh, for Wiener. So if you like Wiener, don't <laughs> see this. I think it's one of those kitchen sink films where uh, again, again, though, and that's kind of my problem with do it. Do you think that it could be remade into a better film? I don't think I want it to be remade. I don't. Uh, I'm not a big I'd fan be fine of, with that. I'm not a fan of remakes. So you know, I I'm I a fan of prequels. I'm a fan of sequels. But I don't care about remakes. I don't care about remakes, especially if they can make the movie better. I would say leave it alone. But I think they can make it better. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of stuff they can make better, but this is something that I think is unique. I think Yeah. I think it's okay. I think it's fine. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, the only reason I didn't give it a five is, you know, to Dave's point, uh, I think you mentioned this as well, Brett, is you know, I would have just loved to have seen a little more character development. Yeah. Um, but I think those actors were phenomenal. I love this movie. Um, you know, I gave it a four, but I think for me, it's one of those kitchen sink films where there's so much going on. And sometimes I just love watching chaos. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the movie for you. Here's a little ASMR <laughs> for everybody. Brett's taking oh, a leak. I can't hear it. I'm not taking a leak. I'm pouring a, <laughs> pouring a beer. All right. The next movie we're going to talk about. I'm going to kind of whip through the plot of this movie because I think you can. Yeah, I think you can too. <laughs> uh, next movie is from 1998. It's John Carpenter's Vampires. And you know as listeners and we know as each other <laughs> how big of fans of John Carpenter we are. Yeah, he's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh 1998 saw a new movie from John Carpenter called John Carpenter's Vampires. It was based on the 1990 horror novel Vampires by John Stakely. Uh screenplay screenplay was by Don Jacoby and it was directed and scored by John Carpenter. Um this movie stars James Woods, Daniel Baldwin, uh, Thomas Ian Griffith, yeah, who most people, at least who I knew, as Terry Silver from Karate Kid Three. Oh, is that who that guy was? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! I saw him and I'm like, I know that guy. Oh He's man, the bad guy in Karate He's Kid. He's got 3. the ponytail. John Carpenter oh, yeah. was watching Karate Kid Three and he said, "I need that guy. I need to make a movie with that guy." You get a point, you lose a point. <laughs> <laughs> I I really I really hope in Cobra Kai they bring Terry. Oh Silver my god, back. that would be awesome. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, this movie opens with a team of vampire slayers led by Jack Crow, who's played by James Woods. Uh, they raid a house in the middle of nowhere at daytime. Uh, I think it was uh, New Mexico. Yeah, it was New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, they systematically kill all of the vampires that live there. And I yeah. thought this was a cool scene, by the way. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they got um, a cool method for disposing of the yeah. vampires. Yeah, I liked how they went about the kills. And I would have liked to see more of this. Yeah. Like, I would have liked to see more than just this one time. Like, maybe... And we'll get to that in the review, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. What David was just saying, they they like stab him with like a crossbow, basically shoot him with an arrow, and it's attached to a cable. Which Daniel Baldwin's outside, he pulls him outside. There. Yeah, he's got a jeep with yeah. a winch on it, and yeah. yeah, they drag the zombies out in or zombies, vampires out in broad daylight and fry them. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was really cool. And then he collects the skulls. Yeah, yeah, and puts them on the. Hood and there's the, a team of about eight of them, maybe seven or eight, something like, something that. like that. Yeah, um, including a priest. Yep, yeah. Padre. And, Yep. Yeah. Um, so the team celebrates their victory. As anyone would. And they <laughs> but they note that they're the master of these vampires wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. Um But they and, do have a hooker party. Yep, they yeah. do have a party. Professionals. <laughs> at a local motel. What was the hotel called? Sun Sun God. Sun God Hotel yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. The which Sun, I, Sun God Motel. Yeah. yeah. Um and they party there like like David said, with a lot of alcohol and a lot of uh prostitutes. Yeah. 
And one prostitute in particular uh, yeah. by the name Katrina. of Katrina. Yeah. She takes a liking to James Woods. She heard that he's got a really big member, yeah, uh, which is the Hollywood rumor. I told my wife that, and she goes, "Ew, gross." Now, now was this nudity over the top? Uh, no, no. Hooker, oh, really? The hooker what? party? It was pretty brief. Oh, it was okay, Dave. Well, they were prostitutes. They were working. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's a, a night at the office. Okay. Well. Um. Mm. So. Uh, Valak, who is the master vampire, who's yeah. uh, Terry Silver from Credit Kid 3. <laughs> he shows up. He shows up and he's pissed. <laughs> he bites your thigh. He's right? like, why wasn't I invited? <laughs> yeah, he does. He's like, oh, you guys got hookers? <laughs> oh, so he sneaks up on Katrina, who's waiting for James Woods, and he bites her thigh. And then he goes and proceeds to massacre everybody at the party. Yeah, yeah. And, and one guy in particular, he like rips him in half. Yeah, yeah the, guy from, awesome. uh, the guy from Sons, Bat- uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, and he's also the crooked Batman. cop in Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah he the sticks falafel. his hand in, Yeah, and then he just rips it straight up, and the guy like folds in half. That was really <laughs> it, cool. It was pretty cool. There was some cool kills there. Yeah. Um, uh, the only ones that survive are Jack Crow, uh, James Woods, Montoya, who's played by uh, the lesser of the Baldwins, Daniel. Daniel. The lesser. <laughs> second, <laughs> second oldest... Least respected. He's the second oldest. <laughs> uh, him and Stephen Baldwin, I think, are in a they tie for the least. Same. Who's the fourth one? I keep forgetting. Billy. Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin. Yeah. What is, what Backdraft. Is he? Backdraft. Okay. Well. Yeah, Backdraft. Yeah, he hasn't uh, acted since the 90s. I haven't I seen him say. in anything in a long but time. But he's married to China Phillips. Oh, okay. China Phillips. Who's that? <laughs> She's from Wilson Phillips. She's oh, the Wilson blonde. Phillips. Oh, She's the Carney daughter. Carney Wilson and the other Wilson. Somebody's going to make you want to turn around and say goodbye. Yep. Till then, baby, are you gonna, gonna let them hold you down, down and make you cry? Yeah. Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't, don't you, you know? know? Things, things have changed. changed. God, things we're just as good. If you hold on oh, for yeah. one more day. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> things will go your way, Alan. You hold on. <laughs> Someday. Someday. Uh, she's the one who is the daughter of Papa John Phillips and Michelle Phillips. Papa John, the pizza guy? No. <laughs> the mamas and the papas. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that guy's an asshole. And isn't Carney Wilson uh, Carney Wilson, Wilson and the other the other chick, the redhead, they're Brian Wilson's They got a big family tree, don't yeah. they? Well, they're not related. Well, no, but musically by marriage. Yes. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Brian and Wilson got, and John Phillips. And then you got Papa John with the pizzas and you're and set. Papa John. And then, uh, and then uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Yeah. <laughs> and Terry Silver. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Nice. Uh, so Daniel Baldwin is not related to any of those people. Uh, well, I guess he kind of is. Yeah. Um, but he sucks. Okay. He just wants some pizza. <laughs> He's like, you guys know Papa John? <laughs> uh, these three escape, and Jack tells Montoya to watch the prostitute, basically, because yeah. they're going to they're gonna use her and her connection to Terry Silver. Yeah. So, meanwhile... <laughs> that was a pretty erotic scene, too. Jack goes to visit the Cardinal. Yeah. And tell him what the fuck just happened, and the Cardinal gives him a new priest, because his priest died. Yeah. Uh, Father... Father Adam... Father Adam, yeah. Father Adam Guteau. He looks like Eddie Vedder mixed with like Russell Crowe, kind of. You see it a little bit? <laughs> hmm. a, very, a very deflated Russell Crowe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this is, this is the 90s. And maybe like James Spader. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> From Stargate. Um, and they take... He looked kind of like Eric Clapton. He looked a, little bit. a lot yeah. like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely some tears in heaven, for what sure. Eric Clapton sucks too. Oh, get oh, out of man. here. You're fucking insane. Hey, I'm a George Harrison guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's true. He did steal George yeah, Harrison's yeah. wife. <laughs> uh, 
fuck Eric Clapton. Fuck Eric Clapton. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, um, okay, so he gets the new priest, Father Adam, and he takes him with him. Meanwhile, uh, the prostitute, Katrina, mm, is starting wow. to turn. Um, and Jack thinks they can use her psychic connection with Valak to their advantage to find out where Valak is. Um, Katrina's in the hotel room with Montoya. She tries to like kill herself, basically. Uh, Montoya saves her in the process. She bites him. Right in the elbow ditch. You bit me, you bitch. Oh, and, and then he so slaps he her around. <laughs> He's a dick. Yeah, he smacks around a He's couple times. He's kind of dumb. But yeah. he keeps it a secret from Jack because yeah. he doesn't want Jack to know that he got Just bit. like every vampire movie. He puts yeah. a bandage on. He's like, oh, I cut it like when I fell through the window. Yeah. yeah. I gotta keep this a secret. And he's also falling in love with Katrina, even though he just smacked her around. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Jack tells the new priest about how his father turned into a vampire. Yeah. And killed his mother and then attacked him. While he was attacking him, Jack killed him, and that's how he became Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There you go. Yep. <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> I like um, when uh, this kind of needless exposition to like let us know about James Wood's background, but I like the way they do it, like with the priest kind of like, oh, I know all about you. And then James Woods just calmly pulls over to the side of the road and just grabs the priest and, like, out of the car the and just out? beats the shit out <laughs> of him. <laughs> well, and the it, priest always tells him, too. He's like, you won't hurt me. And then James Woods and then he proceeds, proceeds to hurt him. Several times in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then like after he beats him up, he's like, hey, Padre, uh, quick question for you. When I was kicking your ass back there, did you get wood? Yeah, did you get a little uh, mahogany? A little mahogany, a little teak? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the priest then tells Jack that Valak was once a priest, and the other priest thought that he was like insane or possessed, and they did an exorcism ceremony, but during that, uh, the ceremony was cut short, and Valak, that's how he became the first vampire. And he's now looking for this black cross that he needs to complete a ritual, Mm-hmm. Which will make him be able to walk in the daylight. Daywalker. Yeah. Um, Katrina helps locate Valak. Yeah. He kills another priest. Yeah. Chops his head off. She has that psychic connection. Yeah. Um, but Valak has already found the cross, too. Yep. And uh, Katrina turns full vampire. Yeah. She bites Montoya again in the neck, seemingly killing him. Uh, Jack gets captured by Valak. Father Adams in a kitchen and uh he's make, hiding he's hiding yeah. making a sandwich he's making mm. a sandwich he should have like what's going on where's the mayonnaise <laughs> yeah uh I would have gotten the hell out of there jack needs to sacrifice a slayer in order or valak needs to sacrifice jack who's a slayer yeah. in order to complete the ritual yeah and all of a sudden it's revealed that the cardinal has been behind this the whole time the cardinal's a bastard cardinal is a Piece of, pile of dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> you are truly a pile of dog shit. <laughs> because he wants his motive is he wants to be immortal. Yeah, because he's now thinking that he's older and he doesn't want to die. Yeah. Well, so, he's lost his faith too. He's like, I've never witnessed a miracle. Like, I, yeah. I haven't seen anything. So this yeah. guy can basically give me eternal life. Well, yeah, I'll take think that. about it. Neither have we. But you don't see us, you know, <laughs> fucking shit up. Well, I'm discreet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my wife wants to become a vampire, so there you go. <laughs> I think I have to then too. Um. Uh, the Cardinal is going to side with get Valak uh, to achieve immortality. Father Adam blasts the Cardinal yeah, with a finds, shotgun. finds a shotgun. <laughs> right as he's performing the ceremony. Uh, Montoya then comes in and uh, at the last minute saves Jack from getting burned. Yeah. yeah. He shoots His that, balls were that, getting burned. Yeah, he shoots that crossbow into the crucifix and drags, it, drags away. it away. And the way he like cauterizes his neck bites pretty cool too. He like takes that machine gun and shoots it a bunch of times and then just holds the barrel against his neck. Yep. <sighs> and then uh, Jack has a battle with Valak and he stabs 
uh, Valak, who doesn't die. It doesn't. But then, then he destroys the roof, and the sun comes in and yeah, burns the roof. He, like, dives with his whole body into, like, a beam and, like, opens yeah. up. And I like before he even does that, he's like, hey, I just got one, yeah. one thing. After 600 years, how's that dick working? <laughs> he does have some one-liners, some one-liners that are okay, but... I'm pretty sure he ad-libbed a lot of that stuff. <clears throat> and uh, then Jack finds out that Montoya has been bitten and he's going to be turning. And he gives him a So he gives him a two-day head start (laughs) because he he says, that's as long as you've been protecting me since you got turned. And this whole movie, they're they've they're talking about like rules. There's different rules of being yeah, right. a vampire slayer. It's very zombie land. Right. Very uh, it, it, yeah. And he's like rule number one, which I thought this was weird that this is rule number one. Uh, if your partner's ever bit, never let them live. Rule one. Yeah. <laughs> rule number one. Not, Wasn't rule one kill vampires? Kill vampires. <laughs> yeah, right in the heart with a stake. Never talk about it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Crosses and garlic don't work. Yep. yep. And then uh, Montoya and Katrina leave for Mexico. Uh, presumably with a two-day head start yeah, before yeah. Jack and Father. Yep, yep. Before Jack and Father Adam go after him. It's like so many other movies. Everybody <laughs> goes to Mexico. Everybody escapes. And to then uh, Jack turns to Father Adam. He says, "Did you get a little wood back there?" And Father Adam says, "A little mahogany." Yeah, when you're stabbing <laughs> that vampire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's, he's starting to pick up on the humor from mm-hmm. James Woods. Yep, that's the plot. That's the plot. All right, Brad. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to hear what you have to say. I'm. <laughs> Um, I'm curious what you guys have to say because I, I saw this movie in the theater. In okay, me too. Yep. Oh, interesting. And I didn't remember it, and it's probably because I blocked it out of my memory. Oh, and I haven't watched it since. I remembered all the lines about getting wood. Mm. <laughs> I thought, okay, here's my here's my thought on John Carpenter's vampires. Okay, this movie wanted to be what From Dust Till Dawn was. Mm. Yeah, From Dust Till Dawn was a far superior film. Ah, yeah. In the same genre, this Western Mexican, yeah. and it's vampire. interesting that you say Western. I'm sorry to interrupt, but John Carpenter found this to be his opportunity because he loves westerns. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to make a western. He wanted, he wanted make, Big Trouble in Little China. He wanted to, to make a western. a western disguised in a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this was not successful. Not successful uh, in my mind. I give this movie. I'm gonna. I'll tell you my rating right now. Um, a one and a half. Heads. One and a half. Whoa! Okay. And that's only because John Carpenter directed it and scored okay. it. Okay. I like the score. John Carpenter really likes his steel right. guitar. Yeah, that score <laughs> sure. was good. Uh, yeah. The score it, was it really me a little bit of they live. They live. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was very much they live. Very much the lonesome guy. Uh, the thing I'll say about John Carpenter's movies, the script could probably fit on five pages because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of dialogue. Yeah. This movie was all over the place. Um, I told you, my wife and I were watching it, and my wife said, this seems like a bunch of little stories kind of mixed together. Mm, like interesting. There's, there's, not a lot, there's not a lot happening. Right. Uh, at one point, I checked to see how much time was left in the movie. There was a half hour left. It's about an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. And there's about a half hour left. And my wife goes, we've watched this movie for over an hour, and nothing has happened. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> and I agreed with her. In fact, um, not a lot happens, and that's why I said earlier that I would have liked to see more of the vampire slaying, setting that up. I would have loved to see Jack's backstory. Yeah. I would have loved to see Valak's backstory. This was an independent film. Uh, It was privately financed. Like I don't think a a big... um, Yeah, I can't remember who uh, the production company was. But it was a small... It was Columbia. Was it Columbia? I believe so. But I think they probably just bought it to distribute it. No, but it was that JVC company. Oh, Jean Claude. Oh, right. I think Columbia may have distributed. I don't know. But. <clears throat> Columbia probably distributed, but I think it's an independent, yeah, financed film. Yeah. So maybe they didn't have the budget for all that. But I think there's an opportunity there, uh, and I haven't read the book. 
and John Carpenter didn't write the story and didn't write the screenplay, so I'll forgive him for that. Yeah. Um, this is probably a cash grab for him. And like like you said, maybe it was his opportunity to make a Western, but it fell short for me, like extremely. Yeah. And I was very disappointed. This is probably the worst John Carpenter film, and I haven't seen Ghost, Ghost of Mars. Um, and that Ghost of Mars is pretty cheesy. Wasn't that 99? Ghost of Mars, I think 2001. Was it? Oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah, because after 2001. this. It's probably the next one, right? I think yeah. Escape yeah. from L.A. might have been that. No, Escape, Escape from, from LA, L.A. was before. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that was 96. In fact, I think he almost quit. He almost retired after that because he had such a terrible experience making that movie. And yeah. then I think Vampires was like, I just want to go back and just have, have fun making a movie. Yeah. yeah. That's too bad. I loved Escape from L.A. And I didn't like, I thought the one-liners, like you mentioned They Live. Yeah. I thought They Live was a more of a Western style. They Live had a great story. Yeah. And had an awesome story and an awesome... Lead. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And even supporting and actors, supporting, right? right. Yeah. Um, so I thought They Live was a better story mm-hmm. and a better usage of that lone wolf trying to like do all this stuff. I almost wish James Woods would have been more of that lone wolf, that rugged... Yeah. He's a scrawny little fuck. Yeah, I don't really buy him as a tough guy. No, he's a he's just smarmy. He's a smarmy jerk off from Casino, you know. <laughs> and I think he's a smarmy jerk off in real life. Oh too. yeah, James Woods is a creep. Yeah. Um. So I, I it, it pains me. I, no, yeah, it's no, but it's fine. Memoirs of Invisible Man was a better movie. You know, than some this. of our favorite <laughs> some of our favorite actors and actresses and uh, directors, directors. You know, yeah. they some, all make stinkers. Listen, good, Toby Hooper. Bad. I like Toby Hooper. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is probably my favorite horror film mm-hmm. of all time. Um, and I didn't like Life Force. Uh, John Carpenter. Halloween's probably up there uh, with some of my favorite. And he's made some great yeah. movies. This movie is a clunker. Well, for you me. know, to each their own. Yeah. You know. So I give it one and a half. I one don't know, David. Half. What do you have to say? I give it two and a half. Two I rated it the same as Life Force. Um, but if, if Gun did my head, I probably actually preferred Vampires. A little bit, oh, really, um, just because. Come I, on, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, even I will side with Alan wait, on that. But what did you give Life Force two? two and I so gave it, I gave it one and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's mainly because I, I think Life Force wanted to be a good movie, but it wasn't. I think this movie was exactly what it like. It, oh, it had tongue in cheek. Um, I saw it was a fun movie. I also have fond memories. I saw you this think movie it was as a fun, theater. Dave. Like, yeah. really think it was. This was mindless, enjoyable. Dave, just admit yeah. it. You gave it a higher rating because of all the boobs. <laughs> no, because he gave life force. There wasn't very many boobs in this one. Uh, oh, why did there was James Woods was the I, biggest like, boob. There were the, boobs all over the place. I don't remember that. Uh, uh, but um, I the like director's the, cut. <laughs> maybe uh, the music. Uh, I like the, some of the gadge, uh, the gadgets and stuff to like kill the, the vampires. I agree with Brett. I wish there had been more. Uh, there's some. There's a cool scene of like the vampires coming out of the ground that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I wish they had done more. Uh, I think some of it is budget constraints, and I know like they wanted to film the movie during the day, and I'm sure that also plays into the budget. I would have yeah. liked some cool night I think, scenes. I think if they would have been more focused on the story, I think the story. This is like Life Force. If the story was choppy. Like I found myself being confused, and when a movie doesn't lead from one scene to the next in a smooth transition, it's hard for me to yeah. like understand yeah. and going back to the dust from dust till dawn thing there's a shot in this movie that's almost ripped directly from that movie and it's when james <laughs> woods is walking from the hotel and it is it explodes a lot of stuff was ripped from, yeah. from dust yeah. till dawn and i know this was based on a movie or a book that was written in 1990 but from dust till dawn is just a better vampire yeah, right. movie yeah. and it was four years prior three years prior all right i'm gonna downgrade to two <laughs> only because now i'm thinking about some other carpenter movies that i think i would probably rate like a two and a half three that are better than this movie yeah. so let's go two okay, okay. 
Good. So there you go. Now I rated uh, Life Force higher. Yeah. So gun to, your, <laughs> gun to your head, Life Force is better. Yeah. There you go. I put a gun to his head. He did okay. it. That was actually my dick. Both, <laughs> both, of these films, both of these films have stories to them. I just think that this one in particular is more lacking than Life Force. Life Force has a story to it. it like you guys said, it was a little choppy, and I would like to see more characters in Life Force. But this one... It started off awesome. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is cool. Like yeah. Killing we're, vampires. Yeah, that opening scene was It's right off the bat. There's not a lot of dialogue in the opening scene. Like James Wood gives instructions. That's why I'm saying. This is yeah. a John Carpenter film because you know when there's you know, minutes without dialogue. It starts <laughs> It starts off with a bang. And then you go to the hotel. And then you know you got you have this party. And then there's that cool killing scene. And where there's the Valet cool kill. In. Yeah. And just, there's all this stuff going on. And then... I think it slows down. It slows down. And there's so, almost no characters other than James Wood's crew and the vampires. There's right. no like who's running the hotel, who are like there's there's, there's some random cop who like helps them out like Yeah, there's just I don't know there's why. not a whole lot of characters and they kind of explain it away as like well the vampires wiped out the town. That's yeah. why you don't see any people. So, it's like, okay. So by the halfway point of the movie, I was like I was like, "Man, this is really good." And I'm waiting and then you have a little bit of character interaction, but it's like, uh, you know, you're just kind of waiting for something to happen. And yep. then it just drags and drags and drags. Oh, it's boring. And then I'm like, okay. And then, you know, you, you now I will say this. You have James Woods. I, I will say this about the movie. You have James Woods, who is the highlight of this movie, but it's not enough. No. Yeah. And so you, uh, you remember, remember when we were uh, Bordello of Blood yeah. and uh, Demon Knight? They had mm-hmm. those two main characters. You had, uh, um, Billy Zane. Billy Zane and Dennis Miller. And Dennis Miller, who were that smarmy type, yeah. one-liner types of guys. James Wood doesn't hold a candle to those two guys. James Wood doesn't hold a candle, but he did what he could. I think I, he, guess. I think he was okay, but what was really lacking, and what they here's what they should have done. They killed off that entire crew early on in the movie. They should have... That's a good point, Alan. They should have kept, kept... At least kept half of they them They should have kept those guys and along. And then pick them off. And... Or this, at least show a couple of adventures of them. So we give a Something shit about killing when they die. Yes, you know, and yeah. I don't. I don't even really care so much about backstory because I was so, I was so uh, immersed with the beginning. I was like, wow, this is really cool. There needs to be more action. And yeah, they 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 started with a bang, and it should have went from there, but it just trailed off. And and if we can go back to a movie like Predator, those guys. We're, we're picked off one by one. And we know that's going to happen, but we still, we, we still learn things about We know them. it's going to happen, but we still watch the movie to see what happens. And I guys. will say this. Predator was also a slow build. Slow so build. So it starts out, da 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 yeah. da and it crescendos. That's this why one starts out like a fucking a bang, 15-year-old boy whose cock just got touched for the first time. He yeah. blows his load, and now he's got to wait a couple days <laughs> right. to recharge. And, and, I'm, and, and I'm sorry, but Baldwin's not, not enough. That that ever the, the supporting cast was... There, were, there was no supporting cast. Baldwin's just not enough. No, he was... He, his di- you know, The dialogue was just poor. It was poorly written. Um, you know, the, the priest uh, is the, a little goofy. The priest, yeah, just was, you know, I didn't care about the prostitute. I, why did the yeah. priest have all those secrets too? It's like, hey, doesn't it behoove you to just tell James Woods what you know so you can yeah. kill these vampires? Yeah. And and the priest knew everything. Yeah. yeah. When James Woods telling him some stuff, he's like, oh, and then at yeah. the end, oh, he's yeah. like, oh, I knew There's all of this. There's a great scene where like James Woods like, oh, I've heard bits and pieces about Valak. You know, I heard about a black cross that supposedly can make yeah. you and the priest uh, like, walk during the day. And then later in the movie, he's like, there's this black cross. Yeah. yeah. So, and so, if he gets it and completes the ritual, he can walk during the day. Like, you're a fucking yeah. 
yeah so he do that so we can all agree that the story just kind of really just dies off and it gets to the point where you, you know we just don't care yep is this a movie i'm going to watch again probably not no. if you maybe know, in another 20 years <laughs> maybe another 20 years and i'm just going to watch like the first maybe 30 minutes and then turn it off and that's yeah. what i'm saying about from dust till dawn and then also at the uh, the end of this movie the battle is hardly even a battle. No, that's that's my other point. Okay, so that so, climax is very short. So that oh, end is like a phallic very quickly. So that like a final so that final battle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at this okay, so by the halfway point of the movie, I'm still watching it. I'm kinda you know, I'm kinda taking notes and I don't really care. And I'm like, okay, here's the battle. And yeah. it's nothing. It's nothing. And it's just yeah. like and then it the ending the ending is garbage. Now here's another thing. They could have done some surf surprise thing where he gets attacked by Baldwin or something but you know yeah it was very and that's what I thought was and gonna they happen. had that cool thing where they had the elevator and I actually thought they were gonna do something with it and they really didn't they, like, they yeah had that, it that was idea that they were gonna lure him in and you yeah. know and what the hell is that elevator doing out in the middle of, of some <laughs> shit town you know all I know is that again and I, I hate to keep bringing this up but they're the same time frame the same genre from dusk till dawn has many action scenes and they build on top of each other. Yeah. The dialogue is better. The acting is better. Obviously, you have better actors in From Dust Till Dawn. But um, the end of From Dust Till Dawn, like that big awesome. battle scene, is, and we got to review that movie. Yeah. L- let um, me ask you. Let me ask we you. Guys do, we should do Tarantino and Rodriguez. We should yep. do Grindhouse. Yeah. And uh, From Dust awesome. Till and, Dawn. And, and that's in the works. We'll do something with that yeah. for sure. But let me ask you guys something. In the in that decade, the 90s, and I, and I hate to generalize things by decade, but, you know, mm-hmm. we do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the 90s, how many how many horror movies think there are theatrically released horror movies? I'm not talking about stinkers. There's actually quite a bit. How many would you say? How many movies? How many movies in the 90s, like horror? Were made? Were made. You got Candyman. A shit ton. Just, I mean, just <laughs> take a guess. Like 20 a year? 20, you think twenty a year? A maybe I'm talking about theatrically. Yeah, released. theatrically. Yeah, yeah maybe I a, mean, you look handful. at you twenty look at, a year. Silence of the Lambs was in the nineties. Uh, no, yeah, but he uh, means no, no, with no I'm talking about. In, he means like in 1991, where there are twenty horror movies. Yeah, out, there was not twenty in a year. Yeah, there was. <laughs> okay, so that sounds high to me. That sounds really high. Okay, well, here, here's my point. You think you okay? One a month. Let's do twelve. There you go. I think yeah, that's that's, I mean, that's more okay. realistic. So okay. let's say there was twelve so horror movies say, a year. So that's uh, one hundred and twenty horror movies theatrically. Yeah. Released. So let's say about a hundred, hundred and twenty. Okay. I don't even think I would put this in, in the top hundred. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I don't. No, I don't think so. It sucks. What'd you, you know, give it? How many heads? Well, here's here's what I did like about it, and it's very brief. The like you guys said, the score. Of course, it's John Carpenter. The music's great. Yeah. James Woods did what he could. Um, but that you know that beginning scene in those old houses and in the hotel that was great. But I just give it a two. So two, two, one and a half. Yeah, yeah we're all about on the yeah. same page. I yeah. think we can average it out to be barely. Let me say barely a two. And mine's a one and a half. And like I said, reluctantly I give it a one and a half. And that's yeah. only because of John Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like if I like James Woods, I'd probably give it a two. Yeah. But I don't like James Woods. I would so. say those <laughs> nope. those first scenes in the houses and in the hotel. I was at a two. I was like, man, this is good. And then I left it at a two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So vampire sucks. <laughs> it's hey. it's not the worst. I mean, uh, it, you just said it's the worst movie of the '90s, horror wise. No, well, <laughs> but like I said, I, I I like that music and I like those opening scenes. So that's the only thing. It's yeah. you know, but it, again, it's too bad. Again, it's too bad. It's to, not. It's yeah. And you know, to to put the comparison even more so between Robert Rodriguez and John Carpenter, Robert Rodriguez scores all of his own films. Yeah, he does. Yep. 
Uh, oh, he's oh Rob, Robert Rodriguez loves John Carpenter. Yeah, and you can tell. Yeah, because he scores all of his own films and he directs and he's cinematographer on all of them. And mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, we got to review that more in depth. Uh, that because I mean, yeah, stay tuned for that. Yeah, because you can already tell that I like that movie. I at least know. I like it better than Vampire, so it's yeah. going to get at least a two. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there anything else we want to say about Life Force? You know, I will or say vampires? this: if Vampires had been a short film. Wow, that would have been great. So they did make two direct-to-video sequels. With John Bon Jovi, right? One with John Bon Jovi called uh, Vampires Los Muertos. And then another one called Vampires something. I forget what it was. Was Carpenter involved with this? No. Notice how it wasn't John Carpenter's Vampires Los Muertos. It was just vampires. Um, I think he probably got a producer credit. Okay. Because why not? Because why not, yeah. Yeah, Get some money. money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you want to do that? So... Um, that's all I got to say about these vampire films. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. All L- right. Life Force is a lot of fun. John Carpenter's vampire is <laughs> not easy, so much. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> nah, it, yeah, it's worth seeing. Come on. I think Life Force, of the, of, of the two, I would recommend Life Force. Let me tell you something. The acting, the score, it the, has something for everyone. The thing about Life Force is it takes, it does do something unique, and that's a twist on exactly. the vampires. Yeah, and it definitely scores points for originality. It that's does. For sure. Absolutely. Um, it Alien's does. a much better film. Yeah. I don't know. It's always Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and, and that's what? what Toby Hooper should have stayed with. Let me tell you with. something. Alien got everything started, and then... You know, everybody built up on that. I yeah. will say that. But hey, there is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 by Toby Hooper, I think, was a far better film than yeah. Life Force. Uh, I mean, they're good in their own ways. <laughs> they are. That's like apples the, to oranges. It is. It is. It you're is. right. That's the genre that I think he should have stuck with. But <laughs> whatever. R.I.P. All right. <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, uh, or thoughts on anything that we've talked about, you can contact us. Where can they contact so us? So many ways. Uh, we're on Twitter where we are the Swearwolves. Um, we have a lot of fun on Twitter, so please follow us. If you listen to the show and you're on Twitter, but you don't follow us, you're a dick. Twitter so. and Instagram, I think, are the places where <laughs> yeah. we post mostly. <laughs> yeah, Instagram. Uh, so Instagram, we are the Swearwolves podcast, all one word. Lots of fun there, too. Uh, we post on Facebook, not quite as much, uh, but we're the Swearwolves there as well. Yeah, too many viruses. <laughs> <laughs> you can also go to our website, theswearwolves.com. Too many and robots. Drop us a line there or send us an email at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. Life Force is the better movie. <laughs> I'm Alan. Vampires suck. <laughs> Before we go on, I gotta pee. Pause.